Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Can you believe it? It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. Fires. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's Obi's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting CloverCrestMedia.com. from Clearwater, Florida. It's Speaking It Real. Here's your hosts, Frank Cuesta and Carlos Contreras. We still got Clearwater, Florida. (laughs) I guess Joe hasn't gotten my smoke signals to... uh... To change it around, huh? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That Joe. Hey, Joe, call me. I'll tell you I'm on a podcast. You know? Yeah. Go figure. You, you can know, start a it, car wash business out here, though, man. There's, there's plenty of room. Yeah, right, right? <laughs> hey, look, uh, wh- you know, you guys that are watching, share the show. We have a nice packed show today. Um, we're going to be pretty much still discussing mental health uh mental health in a different way um on wednesday we we killed it with uh with Nic- with nicole perez um great show with her nikki thank you very much i could not have done that show without you and the the insights that you gave our audience you know on how your journey has been with you know your weight loss and and your mental health you know what thank you very much it meant the world to have you on, and I'm sure we will have you back on, you know, soon enough, you know. But um, Carlos, we're only seeing your beard, you know. Uh, Carlos is uh, you gotta forgive Carlos today. He's having some trouble. What's up, Sketchy? <laughs> long time, long time. Where have you been, man? Yeah, you know. But you gotta forgive Carlos today. He's having technical difficulties yeah man sorry about that i got you know, a, i got a new laptop and for some reason it is not having it with Streamyard. so i'm on my phone right now but i'm here and that's what matters hey listen we're gonna make it work <laughs> one way or the other it doesn't really right matter <laughs> i mean whether whether we do um, a facebook message or whether we do uh smoke signals smoke signals <laughs> you know we're gonna get it done. Morse code, know, baby. So yeah. it don't matter, you know. But look, um, we're gonna jump right into this. Um, mental health, right? We're still on that topic. So now, on Wednesday, we spoke about about Nicole and her weight loss and her mental health status, as you know, as all that tied in together. So today, you know, I kind of. I found out some news last week, you know, um, with you know from Carlos, and I thought about making a show out of it, right? I found you know I found someone else to go ahead and talk to us, and it's about when you're not yourself, when you don't feel yourself, you know, how do you deal with it, right? And what am I speaking with? Talking about being gay when you don't understand. 
you know what how life is or how life goes at any at any quite point right and funny enough last week carlos you know mentioned to us that his son came out to him you know and i was like man that would be a good show right get a parent's reaction of how you feel that you know of how your son came out and then i was like all right well wouldn't it be also better to find somebody that also came out and was like you know so i i put on a search you know as i normally do i go into facebook i start going to different groups i i mean i joined an an lb and damn it i can't even get the words out now you know what I tell I tell my son an alphabet. I call it the alphabet. Yeah, the, the LB. The, <laughs> dude, I was able to say it. I was able. I was able to say it backstage. LBGTQ or QT. LGBTQ plus. There we go. There we go. All right. So I, you know, so I, I went into a couple sites, threw it on there. I got bashed by some guy telling me I was an asshole. You got bashed by yeah, a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your me. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe I heard his feelings. He's like, dude, you're not gay. You shouldn't be in this group. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But you know what? I'm trying to get a message across. How about you come listen to my show and you figure it out? Oh, man. But you know what? I got no one from there. And you know what? Our good old friend, Kim. Kimmy. Okay. Kim killed it. She got us, you know, she, she, she got us in touch. With our guest that's coming on, you know, her name is Erin Garcia, and she's going to pretty much talk about her experience as a child, you know, so Erin, so there you are. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Hi, Erin. Hello. You know, and we're just here to give, you know, people a voice people a an outlet you know Mm -hmm. of kind of hey it's okay it's not it's not you know nowadays it's spoken about not like i remember when i grew up and probably and carlos also which it was known but you didn't really talk about it you know Mm. so you know, no, even, even worse, like derogatory names in the in the in the gay community back when we were kids were just like playful insults between between us. Uh, it wasn't a thing back then, and so it's been it's been uh, it, there's a lot of transformation going on, and especially for us older folks, we have to remember that those names we used to use as kids are like totally unacceptable, and and so but you know uh going forward this is just things you work on and you get used to and you and you 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 become a better person by not doing them now i haven't used those names in like forever but i do remember a time when it was commonplace it was every day in the p field we called somebody <laughs> the f word or whatever it was like ah, yeah and it was, and it was like nothing it was like nothing it wasn't an issue back in 86 so yeah. right it wasn't nowadays it's a little different you know but hey it is what it is right you know and um Aaron, you know what? I mean, go, going into your story, you know, like we spoke a little bit backstage and stuff. How how was it for you growing up as a child? When did you realize? I uh I realized pretty early on. I think it was probably eight or nine when I had my first girl crush. Um and I I don't know if I'm if I find girls more attractive than guys, just like in general, I think I probably do. I mean, you guys understand, you know, women are awesome. Um, but You're a little crazy too sometimes. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I remember growing up and uh, having crushes on neighbors and um, TV characters and stuff and when all the other girls that I was hanging out with were talking about their boy crushes I was over here like uh yeah yeah he's so hot right yeah looks fantastic Um, (laughs) and um it, it worked out well for me I just pretended to kind of be the um very chaste you know 
oh, I'm not dating anyone until I'm 20-something. I grew up very Christian, conservative, so that played into my hand really well. I just pretended I was not affected by anyone or anyone, anything. I was never never flirty with anybody. And um, But, like, deep down, uh, definitely, definitely hated myself for not being normal for being a sin it was um it was really difficult not not even gonna sugarcoat it it was extremely difficult and i didn't know anyone in my very small homeschooled group in my very small church circles that were gay or bisexual at all did you grow up in a in a small town no i i grew up here um in uh, West Palm kind of thing, you know, Loxahatchee. It's not really a small town, but um, I didn't know a lot of people because I was homeschooled. The only people I knew were church people. I've always been friendly. Um, I've never, you know, had a hard time socializing, but um, I didn't know a, a lot of uh, my my group was super tiny. Gotcha, <clears throat> gotcha. All right, so you then throughout middle school you were dealing with. I guess it's safe to say, you know, just a lot of confusion and questions. And absolutely. Did you have anyone to turn to at the time? Um, well, I guess uh, the only person I tried to turn to about any of this um, would, I guess you could say, would be God. I would just constantly, you know, pray that God would fix me so that I could be a better person. A better Christian, and I didn't want to go to hell. Um, but more than it, it, it never really was about hell for me. It, I just felt uh, inadequate, and I felt like I was living a lie. And uh, very, I felt like a like a two faced for most of my life. And I even came to a point where, when I was a teenager in high school, and I was a lot more involved in the church community, and I was, you know. I would try to evangelize. I, I went really super into into the the Christian sphere, um, and I probably almost came off as homophobic because I was very strongly against, you know, anyone being gay or you know yeah, anything that, that, like that's, that. That's a natural reaction, I think. A lot of people when they feel a certain way and they believe that it's not the right way to feel, at least by what they've been told, mm -hmm. you'll come out three times harder against it just oh, yeah. to make sure no one doubts Like, it. I'm definitely not <laughs> one of those people That's over like, there. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> Crazy. Like, oh. <laughs> right. right, right. Yeah. And Look, uh, so, actually, I, I, I apologize if I missed uh, a little bit of what you said at the beginning, because I'm getting used to this phone thing. I hate it, but it is what it is. Uh, so when did you, uh, I guess two questions, when did you like finally just totally understand it and when did you first announce it? I finally totally understood it. Um, I guess when I let myself understand it, I always knew. I always knew since I was old enough to understand that I could have a crush on somebody. I, I always knew, but I let myself understand <clears throat> that I knew. <clears throat> Probably when I was about 17 or so, um, okay. I fought it and I, I hated myself for it. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's fine. I'm bisexual. I just date a guy and I won't have to, I won't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's a good cover. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, didn't, I didn't actually come out until probably about year two, two years ago to my family, three, maybe three and a half years ago to my friends. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Sketchy has a, a question here for you. Um, Aaron, what do you tell people who say it's a choice to be gay? Um, I would say they don't understand um, the human mind and the brain and how uh, hormones work <laughs> and endorphins and chemistry and biology. When I see a female that I find attractive, it's not 
just that I find them sexually attractive. I think anyone can look at a beautiful woman or a beautiful man and be like, that isn't attractive, male or female, because human beings are primal creatures. And so when we see a symmetrical face or whatever, you know, we're like, oh, that's an attractive person. But being attractive to someone that you feel like you can love or have a relationship with or a sexual relationship with is totally different. And if I see a female and we hang out and we go on a date or something like that, it's, it's the same for me as it would be to be dating a guy. And it doesn't feel like a choice. And if it was a choice, um, I'm pretty sure the last 10 plus years that I fought it would, would have worked out, but it, it never did. All right. So being the fact that you grew up in this Christian home, you know, Christian values, how would you say, actually, so... Hmm, how would you, you know, let me, how how did your parents react to it? They, I didn't want to get to that yet, but I lost my tra train of thought. They reacted completely differently. Um, like one, 180 from each other. Um, I guess I should just tell you my coming out story to my mom so you guys can understand the reaction. Um, I'm not a very emotional person. Uh, especially now that I'm in a very good mental state. Before I was before I was taking my antidepressants, before I went to therapy, before all that other stuff, I was a very emotional person. Um, but that was more like I was a very depressed and anxious person. I've never been the kind of person to take things personally, to get offended. Um, and I, I, I enjoy open discussion, and I'm open to a lot of different ideas and things. I've always been like that. And um, because of that, my my parents, my siblings, my friends, they all will have a lot of like deep discussions with me, even if there are things that I don't agree with. And um, my mom was uh, doing what she did often back in the day, um, ranting about, you know, the LGTB agenda and how all of this, you know, big gay is pushing um, being gay onto her kids and how messed up it is, even though she knew that I was friends with a non-binary pansexual, I was friends with a lesbian, I was friends with another bisexual and another bisexual, those were all my, my good close female friends, <clears throat> and I was friends with a lot of gay guys, and I was like, hey mom, um, can you please stop talking about all this? I I am normally fine to listen, but on this thing, I, I just, I can't, I can't handle this right now. And I walked away and she, she followed me out of, out of her bedroom. And I was like, listen, you don't want to follow me. Cause if you do, I'm going to tell you something that you don't want to know. <laughs> and she just kept going on and on and on. And I was like, if you keep coming at me with all of this anti-gay shit, I'm going to have to come at you with something too. And she would not relent. And so it's like I, I was um I was painting something. Um and I had like went into her room to say something and then she was just going on about all this political stuff. And then I went back to painting and she followed me into my room. And I was in the middle and I had this paintbrush in my hand and she was just going on. I turned around and I pointed the paintbrush at her and I was just like, I am bisexual. I am so bisexual. I have been bisexual for years. I have liked girls since I was at least nine years old and I started naming off some of my childhood friends that I had crushes on. And she she, she was just standing there, jaw dropped. And I was like, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Is, am I going to go to hell now? According to your Bible, doesn't matter all the other stuff that I've done. Apparently, I'm just as bad as Hitler for having a crush on my childhood friend. What, is, what are you gonna say? What, what do you want me to do? Why do you think I, what, I stopped going to church? I, I can't fix this. This is, this is just who I am. And so leave me alone. 
and, uh, what was um I think she knew their reaction. And right. I, 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 think I think she just she wanted knew. to hear it. She knew. Oh, uh, no, just she did not. Huh? She still denies it to this day. Really? She denies it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she still she still denies. Um she's like, there's there's no way. There's no way that, that you're that you could ever, you know, like a girl. And then I come home with a shaved head and um all these tattoos and gauges and i um i look very uh, i wear buttons up all the way i don't know how she never thought it i drive a truck i can change the tires the brakes all of the other things i can change the oil i can do anything that my truck needs to be done i can do i'm super mechanical <laughs> i am um i've been a tomboy since i was a little kid i don't know how she never saw it well, all you know, <laughs> so, all right, so we just went into a little bit of your story, mm-hmm. and we'll come back to you, you know, and as I stated earlier in the show with, you know, with Carlos, his son came out to him. Now, I'm going to put the question on Carlos. Mm-hmm. How was it for you as a parent, you know, having your son come out to you? Um, I mean, naturally it's, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a blindsider. I don't think I received any signals. In fact, there really weren't any signals to begin with. So actually, I'm sorry. Your son's how old? Um, 16. Okay. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's never, he's never shown interest either way. So you know, I just naturally took it for granted that he'll eventually like a girl and whatever the case may be, and he'll go to college, fall in love, get married, have kids, I'll be a granddad, you know, the whole spiel. That's what my mom said. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that, that's just the natural way we think. Now, again, like you, you, you say you were showing off like all sorts of signals, like you were like blasting the radar long ago. He really wasn't, uh, but he wasn't, he wasn't really showing anything. And uh, so I'm driving home one day with him because it's it'll it, it it was one of my weekends with him, and I'm here driving down the highway, <laughs> and he just turns to me. He goes, "Dad, I got something to tell you." I'm like, "Shoot!" He goes, <laughs> "I'll never forget." It. He goes, "Dad, I like my coffee like I like my women, and I don't like coffee." <laughs> so I'm driving 90 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> That's that's amazing. Oh man, that's I'm awesome. I'm driving down the highway and naturally I had to freeze for a second to wrap that around. I'm like, and I said, Oh, okay. <laughs> Took a deep breath. I'm like, when did you figure this out? <laughs> so he kind of got into it a little bit. I won't get into the details, but you know, he just he just began to notice and I said, Cool. I said, I said, look, just do me a favor, just be a little patient with me. Um you know, for, for 16 years, I've had a certain train of thought regarding what your future was going to look like. I'm going to have to kind of remap my brain a little bit to realize it's going to look a little different. But that's it. I don't really care. Good for you. <laughs> you know, and, and since then, I mean, you know, he's 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 got like all these flags here. I've bought him a couple Pride shirts. I took him to Pride Fest here in, in St. Pete. Awesome. Um I got no issue. I, I'm actually, what I want from him, and I told him, I said, look, I want you, you know, I, I want you to be comfortable in your own skin. I don't ever want you to be ashamed of squat. Just do me a favor and don't be one of these oversensitive pricks. Just don't. <laughs> don't. Learn to take a joke. Learn to take a jab. Feel free to jab back. Be a human being that has a sense of humor with some thick skin, just like I am, and we'll be fine. But I told him, just know that at least, you know, um, nobody, you know, his mom's good with it. We're all good with it. I just told him, um, just, just, just be yourself, be natural and have fun with life. Don't, don't sweat anything else. All right. But if you become this pretentious whiny ass, I'm going to have issues with you. (laughs) So that was it. That was my only thing. Like outside of that, dude, you have, I have you, I have your back no matter what. And there we are. We're good. That sounds so nice. It does. You know, I I kind of like the 
the two sides of the story, you know, because what you have here is you have in Aaron's case, you know, religious, um, not religious, but religion driving is the driving force in her family, you know, and her having her battles, Thanks, Liz. you know, and her having her battles to go ahead and deal with it and talk to her parents. Cause I mean, like she said, she came out to her parents about maybe two years ago. So you were at well, you're 22 now. So you're looking at, you're in your twenties, you're, you're a grown adult, you know? So I, you know, I think, you know, a lot of your mental aspect as a child, you know, is really affected by, by not being able to come out because, Oh, you know, it's wrong or it's this, it's that. And, you know, the message that we're trying to get out today is that it's not wrong. You know, you are who you are, you know, and you can't let nobody and religion tell you, hey, no, you're not gay. No, look, you know what? If you're gay, you're gay. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what religion you are, you know, because whatever God you pray to, whatever God you kneel to, whatever it is, you know what? He's still going to love you the same. Okay, I mean that's that's my belief. I'm not really religious, but mm -hmm. I, I I do believe that you know what, whatever your God <clears throat> is, okay, they they're gonna love you whether you're straight, whether you're gay, whether you're bi, whether you. I mean, look. I think most story of our viewers know you're not religious, man. You've pretty much shown. No, that. yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but you know, at, at 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 the end of the day, it it doesn't matter what you are in life, as as long as you're true to yourself. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, is what counts. Absolutely. And, I, and and I think it's something that counts as at an early age. You know, because it's hard, especially nowadays. Nowadays, living as a teenager is rough. All right, for some teens. And if you got to deal with your sexuality on who you are, okay, at, at a young age, all the way, and I'm going to use Aaron as an example, all the way to your 20s, you know what? Once you become 20 years old, your life just got a little bit more harder because now you just came out of the closet, okay? And guess what? You're battling people that did not know. You're battling people that want to go ahead and go against you and tell you, no, you know what? No, you're not. It's it's in your mind. It's this and it's that. And when in reality, it's not in your mind. Yeah, well, you, know? you, you, you just filter them out. I mean, you're going to have to. What are you going to do? You can't please everybody. And it's not something you can just turn on and off like we just discussed. <laughs> so yeah. the only option you have is to start filtering out, filtering out the, the haters, you know, like, oh, if you can't hang with it, sorry. Uh, it is what it is. And, and um, you know, I'm sure it's easier said than done. And, but I'm saying that, that, that should be the mentality for anyone who, who has come out and, you know, going forward, that 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 that's the stance, and it's not up to uh, the person to decide how to be, so others can hang and stay with them. No, you either accept or you go, and that's yeah. that. That's that. Even parents, even parents. Yeah, I think I mean, um, part of part of my mom's uh, problem because we're actually really good now. We're we're very close. I'm the most, uh, I guess you could say, black sheep of the family. Okay. Um, but I have a much better relationship with my dad and my mom than my other siblings. And that's because when I did come out, it was shortly after I had started um, accepting who I was. I had been dealing with a lot of depression for most of my life. And after I was like, you know what, I'm just going to accept who I am and live my life however I want to and just follow my gut, follow my instincts. And if my gut is telling me to love this person, then I'm going to love this person yeah. and I'm going to be true to who I am because <clears throat> at the end of the day, I, I want to be able to die happy. You know, that's, that's all I want. We never know when we're going to die. And being, I, I was also dealing with a lot of health problems at the time. So I was like, death was just very much on my mind a lot. And I was like, man, in in those last moments that, you know, you have that flashback of, of your life before you die, I want to be able to look back at my life and be like, that was good. 
that was pretty good. Yeah, and- yeah, it was a fun ride. So <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break here, but before we do that, um, I'm sick and tired of coming home deadbeat, tired, and worrying about my finances. But thanks to Rocky Hill Accountants, they have my back. Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rockdale Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantee to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment. He's a voyeurist and he spends all of his free time spying on unsuspecting people. missing without a trace until 1978 when construction began for a new subdivision. During the digging phase, they found her bones. Look at that. Crimes and consequences. That's one of hey, listen. That's another show on the CNG (laughs) podcast network. I mean, what could we say about them? We got all different types of podcasts murder, politics, sports. My goodness, real estate, I believe. I mean, we have over 40 guys. Come check out cmg.com. You know, there's a little media. We got that at Pride Fest. Frank, Frank, I, I came back uh, from getting coffee, and Frank's teasing me about the flag. Like, like I told you, we joke. And I said, actually, that's my kids. And Frank was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I kind of was caught completely <laughs> off guard. I was, you know, I, I was like, "Hey, Carlos, I never, I never knew you went to the other side." Yeah, yeah. I've you been know, hiding I, it well for all these years. I got four kids. Nobody. Knew. <laughs> that's a slip up. Sorry. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, so I, was, yeah. I explained it to him, and and uh, yeah, here we are. We're talking about it. Yeah, and actually, actually, I told Frank. I said, naturally, I'm very private when it comes to like my family. I had taken it down the week before just because I didn't want to get my family involved in the conversation. That's just how I am. My son was like, "No, leave it up." I'm like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Absolutely." I'm like, "Okay, all right." Because I knew that when when it was seen, it was going to be asked about. So I'm like, not a problem. I'll put it up. So here we are. (laughs) Well, you know what? I think, I mean, regardless, you know, I things happen for reasons, you know, and the fact that you stand behind your son 100%, you know, it's perfect, you know. Sketchy, we're gonna to get to that question in a minute. I was actually gonna ask for that. I, I know you asked that earlier, but um, Aaron, Sketchy has a question. What would what would you tell children who are LGBTQ and are afraid to tell their parents? You forgot I the plus. Um... You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. It is a lot of letters. I, t- um, I, I, I would tell. Frank, just call them the alphabet. It's the alphabet. Yeah, it's the alphabet. <laughs> I would tell kids who are afraid to tell their parents, um, depending on their situation, I knew that I was never in danger. Um, 
I was more so just in danger of being a disappointment, you know? That's um my like my dad, he when I told him that I was um by it was probably like an hour later from when I told my mom because I, I called him on the phone and I was just like crying. Uh totally different than how I told my mom. I was like an emotional wreck and he was just like, I it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> You're good. Um kind of similar to to how you handled it. Um and but I know people who when they were found out, they didn't come out on their own because they knew what would happen if they did. But when they were found out that they were gay, the repercussions were not okay. They were um, not good. So if you think that you're in danger for being gay or a lesbian or bisexual or trans, if you think that your parents would hurt you in some way, emotionally, physically, mentally, I would not come out. I would wait until you're 18 and you can move out and live on your own. I, if you think that, you know, if, if you can tell from the situation that they wouldn't, you know, do anything to you, then I would be like, yeah, go out, just do, be you, accept who you are. But honestly, being being a kid, you are pretty helpless your parents are not only your guardian, but they're kind of like in control of your life in a large way. So it's got a point there. No, that's a, that's a very good point. And I think um, in a normal situation, I would tell a child, go for it and talk about it. But describing what she said, what Aaron just said, yeah, I would probably... But now, right. But now... Let me ask you this: Did you, did you at any point in your childhood, did any of your friends know, or you, or you never even spoke about it with your friends? Never spoke about it with my friends because um, I, I didn't trust them. <laughs> I didn't trust them to keep my secret, um, and I was very good at keeping secrets. I had a lot of secrets, so that's something you you become good at when you're, you know, you have things to hide. And you grow up Christian, you become very good at secrets. I didn't talk to anybody about it, and I was I was very very alone. But one of the cool things about today, and one of the things I love about being on this podcast and being able to talk to a lot of other youth, is that there are people who will accept you, and people who will be like, yeah, man, that's fine, I don't care, that's awesome, good for you, you're gay, cool, awesome, and. That's honestly the, the best thing that, that I could hope for. Like you as a dad, um, just awesome. Really awesome. Like I, I, I'm jealous. <laughs> I won't <laughs> even lie. I'm jealous because like if, if I could, my dad kind of handled it like that. But even then, if I mention, you know, girls around my dad, he's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right. It's not like you, it's not like you would go up to your dad and say, Hey dad, Check out that chick. It's kind of weird. I have to admit because, like, I am kind of like that. That's my. I'm. I have no filter. I. I. I if some hot chick comes around, I'm like, did you see the UPS lady? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny though, because like, I. I still have to remind my my kid. It's like, um, I told them, look, you know, at, at the festival, I'm like, you know, this. This is this is what you're celebrating. These are, these are, I, you know, like, these are your people. These, this is, you know, this is what you want to celebrate. And I told them, but understand, you're still my kid. Any one of these grown men look at you the wrong way and I'm killing somebody. You're still 16. Remember that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, look. Looking for this. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, it's still, you know what, they're still, you know, they're still, they're still a minor. Yeah, oh, you exactly. can't have you know an, an older guy just because he's gay. Hey, son, how are you yeah. doing? But, no, no, um, you still gotta you still gotta keep him away, right? You right, know, so, so it's you but, you protect them regardless. Yeah, you know, but I mean, look, I think it's kind of it's a catch twenty two <clears throat> because if some older woman would probably hit on my son, I'd be like, oh, go for it, you know. Oh, there you are, you again, 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 but that's that's the thing. I think I think that if I think if my son is gay, 
I'll be like, and some dude will come hit on him, an older guy. I'll be like, no, 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 you can't do that yet. You know, so I think it's kind of, you know, I'm not in those shoes. A uh, predator mind. is a predator, you know, no matter no matter what their gender is. If if no, I don't. older, you know. No, definitely. Well, yeah, there's so many stories now on, on, on female teachers going to town on kids. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's bad, man. I, I didn't. Men were always the hunters. Men were always like the ones, and now all of a sudden you can't like turn a page without teacher, middle school teacher, this teacher. Like, Jesus, <clears throat> they're everywhere. Yeah, so, yeah, but hey, listen, guys. Um, you know, to our audience, thank you. Share our show. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Share with your family. <laughs> share with Just share with whoever you want. You know what? Enemies. Share it. I mean, we we have a lot of comments out there today. You know, I'll tell you. I mean, I feel every, bad. I can't see any of them. I'm really annoyed with the situation I'm in. But <clears throat> hey, it's listen. an important show. I didn't want to miss it. So. No, I didn't want you to miss it either. And I'm a soldier, so I'm here holding a cell phone. So whatever. Hey, you know what? Like, how do I sound? You, you sound, sound fine. You sound really, fine. Okay. I mean, I miss my mic, but I guess we'll hey, do. Hey, <laughs> no, no, hey, look, it, it works. You know, that's that's all that counts. I mean, it's Aaron. Your story is amazing. I I think that um, our younger audience could might relate. They might not relate. But you know what? Whatever, whatever they classify themselves at, you know, I think we gave them a really, really good, good topic, very good idea, you know, of what to do, what not to do, how to handle the situation, you know. So I mean, <clears throat> great, Carlos. Yeah, I appreciate it so much because with, you know, people like yourselves, you know, growing up straight your whole lives, and, and like you were saying, you know. Back in, in your day, it was it was a lot more, you know, like a touchy subject. And I, I just appreciate it so much because with things like this, it's be, it's becoming less of a stigma and more just acceptable, which it should be. Because everyone should be able to be able to be happy and be accepted and, and love people who they want to love. As long as it's legal, no matters. <laughs> um, but I, I appreciate you guys so much for having this topic even talked about. All right. So Liz is asking a question. Um, let's get back. To, oh, there we go. She goes, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the they, them pronouns? I'm very supportive of people who they are, but I struggle with this. I, I understand the, like, at least, like, the verbal struggles um, for sure. I have uh, a really close friend of mine um, who prefers they, them pronouns. Um, and a lot of it comes from them feeling like a lot of it for, for this person in particular, they felt very forced into feminine roles. They were born female and they were very, they felt very forced into certain roles and um it felt very wrong to them. And so they just prefer they, them pronouns. They, they don't like the stereotypes that come with being male or female. Um, even though they are one of my best friends, one of the things that I say to them often is like, well, then if you want, you know, you could just break those stereotypes and be a male or a female that, you know, a male that wears nail polish or skirts or a female that does whatever you know a dude does you know you don't have to worry about the stereotypes but Sorry. for them it, it makes them happier it makes them feel more themselves and um it's what they like and because i care about them i'm going to do my best to always call them they them because you know it, it doesn't hurt me in any way to say they them it's pretty easy and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hurt me at all so I don't see any any harm in it. I don't know. I I I mean, me personally, I to me, you're either he or she. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe that's just my stubbornness, my hard headedness. <laughs> you know, I was gonna but, say, like, I think it's a generational thing. The older, you know, probably us older folks, we're like, nah. You know what? We went to school. This is what we've said all our lives. You're asked. 
you're asking us to rewire one too many things, man. Just just hang with us. We're, we all have about, what, 30 years left? Sit tight. <laughs> you, can, you can live with us. Once we fade out, you can do whatever you want to the English language. But as long as we're here, we're going <laughs> to... Yeah, though, to me, <laughs> to me, the they, them thing just doesn't... It, it doesn't resonate. You know, it's just... It's he, she, you're, you know, you're not an it... You know, but you're you're either a man or you're a female. If you're a female that you want to be a man, then then you become a man. I could deal with that. You so know? a little a little a little food for thought. Um, I personally, I don't I don't know how I feel about about the whole they them thing. For me, it's one of those things where I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll I'll do whatever. I'm very happy being a female. I know what I was born with. I'm I'm cool with that. Um, but. For me, I would actually identify as pansexual if we have to put a label on it. Basically, I'm attracted to anyone of any gender. And the reason why I say that is because I have met individuals who still to this day, I have absolutely no idea what gender they are. No idea. They dress very androgynous. And I am very confused on what might be inside their pants. No idea. But, but the answer's there. <laughs> but they're hot. <laughs> but they're hot. And so for me, it's just like, you want me to call you they, them, and you'll give me attention? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If and, and I think for the younger generation, if they're going to start uh, exercising that, uh, the, you know, those vocabulary uh, skills and whatnot, then well, kudos to you. That that's That's how you'll grow, and that's how eventually society would change. But for those of us with gray, it's just not that simple. It's just hard. It's hard. <laughs> We're very rooted on, on the basic he, she. And, and, and I, honestly, I think it's uh, too much mental energy to start tripping over myself worrying about the, the new pronouns. So I, 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 but I understand it. <clears throat> I understand it. Everybody wants to feel. Time, yeah. At the same time, though, I do understand that people want to be acknowledged and respected in whatever form or manner they they would like. But it's hard to have everybody just blanketly say, okay, it, it's just not going to work that way. Um, but uh, I think, you know, with, with, with folks that are younger, like in your age group, Aaron, that, that kind of concept has a much better chance of, of evolving, taking off, and becoming more of the norm. So... Yeah, and you if know, it doesn't we're work not out, boomers, but we're not out apologizing anyway. either. <laughs> I think TikTok definitely has a, a huge hand in this too. And um, back yeah, to yeah. the the question before, with um, like if if uh, to someone who's younger, and you know, do you feel comfortable coming out with your parents, sort of thing? I honestly think that TikTok has a huge huge impact on my generation and the next generation under me and there's there's a lot of a lot of people on there who are very accepting of um being gay or anything like that and that's it's great huge. that's great yeah see that's another thing it's a, it's i'm glad you kind of mentioned that i mean it's amazing how you have these new outlets <clears throat> mm -hmm. where uh, people can reach out to each other a lot more easily uh, and share these things. So like back when Frank and I were growing up, you know, you either had a telephone or you went outside and uh, it wasn't going to get across that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, word of mouth was hard because you had to deal with that information face to face. So, I mean, it's easier for me to ask or tell someone behind the phone. And if I get a negative reaction, there's a button here somewhere. I'll be like, deuces. And you're gone. <laughs> it's just not that way when we were kids. So those things are, 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 are uh, tools that will definitely help <clears throat> everybody in the alphabet community going forward when it comes to, <laughs> uh, hey, Frank, I'm telling you, that's how you handle it. <laughs> I like and it. And it's not a negative term, so so it's not derogatory. They understand that they have a massive acronym. It's all good. <laughs> it's, it's, I tell I tell my son the alphabets, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, it's a great way to to, to seek out uh, support support and uh, oh, and, yeah. and to shun to shun the negative the negativity. Like just it's it's easy. It's all in buttons now. It's all right here. 
So that's great. And that's good for everybody going forward. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Bethany Joy, calls, <laughs> we call it the Alpha Mafia. We do, yes. we do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm you, oh, okay, good. Hey, you see? Yeah. You share it. We get viewers. We get people who are like our page. I've even seen numbers in, in the long list of it. It's gotten kind of long. I'm like, this is absurd. I'm just calling you guys the alphabets. I don't care anymore. I mean, look, I I remember. It's, it's a little long. I, I I honestly wish we could get to a point in society where we don't need the terms. Um, the mm. terms are relatively new in human history. Uh, that we didn't used to have terms for it. You just liked who you liked, and you just did whatever. And I'm hoping that one day we can get back to that, where we don't need to like, oh, this person has to come out as gay, where someone can just bring home their, a guy can just bring home their boyfriend, and their parents are like, okay, cool. And the, and the same way that they would about a guy bringing home a girl. I think, okay. I mean, I think as... We have issues we with that grow, too, though. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, but I think, I think as we grow... Uh, you know, and it's more geared towards the the generations. It's it's a generational thing, right? Okay, and I think that you know, as the as the alphabet community grows, alphabet mafia, alphabet and mafia grows, mafia. and okay, <laughs> and they're more, they're obviously more ex, um, accepted. Okay, and the and the older generation is gone. Thirty years. That things would be About better. Thirty years. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos kind of has it. No, I think yeah. I'm thinking about maybe twenty years, to thirty. That's, that's that's about that's about it. That's that's a good. You know, it it will get to that one day because you know your generation is pretty much the start of it. These the millennials. <clears throat> okay. I'm a Gen Z actually. Yeah, I'm you're a Gen, Gen Z. But the millennial, the millennial, I can't even fucking say it so whatever the, and the gen z younger alphabets right right <laughs> so you know you guys are the ones that are that are making the push mm -hmm. so the fact that you guys are making the push going forward you know our generation to be gone so the ones that made the push and everything was accepted by by your generation and the future generations that's when you're going to see the difference yeah you know but i mean <clears throat> you 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 there is some differences already where it's you know it's more acceptable, it's more accepted, it's more it's more viewed as okay, you know what, it's all right to be gay. Mm -hmm. You know, well, people right now are starting to get are I and this is my own personal opinion. So I think the biggest thing here is people getting used to the whole transgender stuff. Okay. Yeah, probably. You know, so that that to me is what the difference is right now. It's the transgender. You know, people getting used to it, and and again, it's saying <laughs> they or them or the, you know, so it's one of those things where it's a generational thing. So as the generations grow and you push it, guess what? It gets easier. Yeah. yeah. So no. hopefully, uh, you know, more kids uh, or people, you know, when they feel the need that they want to talk about it, <clears throat> they are more comfortable. Um, I'm glad it went, you know, it went so smoothly with, between me and my son. I would hope more parents that encounter that have that experience because that, that's not something you can really help. So just accept it Work, you know, accept it, work with them, support them and, and love them the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're going to start wrapping it up here. Aaron, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for Thanks, having Aaron. me. Um, you have my contact information. Whenever you want to come on the show and you have a topic that is on your chest and you want it to come out, by all means, get a hold of me. You know what? We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll give you the you know the mic. You know we'll give you a, oh, yeah. a free for all. You know so feel free. <laughs> Again, thank you very much. Your story is inspiring. You know to our younger audience that they I I know I don't know if they're listening now, but I know that they were listening. And you know what? I think it's it's inspiring, you know, to thank hear you your God. story, you know, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just come up with, you know, our final words, Carlos, 
Any any final words for you today, sir? I have a question, Frank. Um, it was a great show, good topic. Uh, I, I hope I, I've been able to help any parent that is going through this or, or, or I don't want to say going through this because it sounds like I'm suffering, <laughs> but experiencing this and, and uh, just, you know, uh, I hope I've helped out in some way, but I got to ask for such a topic of like that we had today, What's with that mask behind your head, bro? Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, actually, <laughs> that mask right there, that mask, he's my partner on Wednesdays. Oh. He just happened to stay there, and, and, and I forgot to take him off. But he's, he's, my, he's my Wednesday cold. <laughs> it's been a yeah. trip doing this show, looking at that. that. <laughs> I'm like wondering, what is this about? <laughs> yeah. And our comment sections are popping off. Uh, I, I wish I, I could mean, see them. So uh, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Zach. What happened? No, I, I I took controls again. So my sister's comment wasn't coming on. I was going back and forth with Zach. We were fighting. We were fighting to post my sister's comment. Oh. But hey, look, you know what, guys? <laughs> I think we got um, we got the message out. The message is this. If you feel that you're on the fence with your sexuality, okay, of who you are, and you're confused, <clears throat> and you know who you are, you know what you are, you know what you like, you know, the situation's always safe, you always have an out. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that you could always speak to anybody. Okay. You always, you know, you got to be true to yourself. And you know what? Your parents, if you're in that good situation, you come out to your parents. And you know what? Your parents could be like Carlos. Okay. Or even like Aaron's parents. You know, they had, you know, they weren't too acceptable about it because, you know, but they're, you know, they, they're coming around. You know, and your parents and the parents out there. Hey, look, Carlos is prime example. He had other plans for his kids or, or for his son. You know, and you know what? <laughs> hey, check it out. You know, so, hey, you know, whatever you are, <clears throat> come out, be yourself. You know? And to parents out there, you know, if you get the news, it's cool. Accept it. Understand it. Nothing changes. They're still your kid. They're still your children. They should still be loved and supported, no matter what. And uh, you know the conversations will happen. Everybody will learn to get along, and and that's it. It's all good. It's all gravy. Nothing changes, <laughs> except like I said when I when I when I told my story, certain ideas about the future are going to change, and that's fine. No biggie. <laughs> no biggie. Hey, uh, to our audience, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you share us, share us, share us. All right, you know, and that's pretty much it for today. That's it, man. Everybody have a great weekend. You might agree with what we're speaking, or you might disagree with what we're speaking. But at the end of the day, this show, thank you, Sketchy, is always speaking it real. Hi, my name is Zach the Plant. Have you ever imagined about starting your own podcast or radio show to voice your opinions and share your passions with others? You think to yourself, how would I even start something like that? I don't have any equipment or any experience whatsoever. Well, look no further. The folks at Clovercrest Media got you covered. Clovercrest Media Group is home to over 30 individual podcasts. Like Divide We Stand, I'll Piss You Off Shortly, Speaking It Real, and so much more. At Clovercrest, our sound engineers only believe in the best sounding audio quality, and their expertise will make your podcast sound professional and pleasing to your viewers. As a media group, we are obliged to every type of media available, including, but not limited to, video, audio, photography, and digital media marketing, as well as live streaming, and so much more. As we say here at CMG, the harder we work, the luckier we'll get. To jumpstart your podcast or program, go to clovercrestmedia.com and get to recording today.